Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mine has gone, Lyle. Going great, mine going amazing. Yeah, good. What are you thankful for? Dude, noodles. <laughs> noodles. Dude. Two minute noodles? No way. No way in the world. I'm thankful for two minute. Why would you not be thankful for two minute noodles? I'm two not minute a noodles are the, are the best I'm ever. Not a like two no, no later they're and not you have the noodles. best ever. They're not the best ever. I have discovered the best ever noodles ever, 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 ever in the whole wide world. So I went down to Sydney for the weekend and spent it with my bestie down there. And uh, we had a banger of a time. And we went to a place called Qingyang Eatery, which is a Chinese place. I'm probably terribly mispronouncing it. It's spelt X I. Apostrophe A N. That's one word. <laughs> yep. Eatery, and we tried something Chinese called um, Biang Biang noodles. That's Bang Bang with an extra I in there. And I kid you not, they're phenomenal. They're like this wide. Like oh, you, you that's not it, a noodle. You pull it out, and it's like a bed sheet. You pull it out of the bowl with your chopsticks, and it's like a bed sheet. It's just incredible. It's like the stuff that. In, in, other, in other words, what they did was they got lasagna pasta. That's what I said. Into, I was like, Marnie, I think they just got lasagna and put it in some yeah, soup. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it there was so delicious. It was unbelievably phenomenally delicious. I don't know what they put in the sauce or something, but it was so yum yum yum. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 still thinking about them. I still cool. have some in my fridge at home because, like, before I even finished ordering the meal, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to want more of these." And so I asked for another bulb in a takeaway container, and I took them home. But yeah, I'm really grateful for noodles. What are you grateful for, Lyle? My pillow. Oh, your, your your pillow. Why is that? I'm kind of missing it right now. Uh, no, we uh, had a big day yesterday. Big day. Okay. Have you made it home since? No, we've not made it home yet. You drove straight to the conference office this morning. Uh, yes. From Stuart's Point. Uh, no, from somewhere. Okay. Random. Okay. okay. <laughs> Don't know where. I was wondering why the, why the ute was out the front. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have a wonderful show coming up for you this morning. This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the TuneIn radio app. Stay tuned. This is Daniel Martin-Moore within the garden. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses The voice I hear falling on my ear The Son of God discloses And He walks with me And He talks with me And He tells me I am His own and the joy that we share as we tarry there Nobody else has ever known He speaks and the sound of His voice All the birds hush their singing And the melody that He gave to me is in my heart Just a ring a ring a ring a ring a ring And He walks with me and he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy that we share As we tarry there Nobody else has ever known Just a 
That was Daniel Martin Moore with In the Garden here on Faith FM. We have a new week beginning. We have a new quiz beginning. We have a new day beginning. What other new things we have happening, Mon? I'm a, I don't know. I don't know. All kinds of new things this morning. Anyway, give us a new quiz. Okay, okay. So who are my quiz? A new clue for the new quiz. Yes. First clue is this. This is a, this is a Bible character. Herod arrested John the Baptist and put him in prison because of me. If you think you know who that is, give us a call. Our number here is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Give us a call. Have a stab at that. If you can get it right, I will give you a prize. Let me see what Lyle's written. Lyle is correct. You've written that down correct, Lyle. Uh, you can still win a prize this morning. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can let text me get my, your let me get my, let me, let me, No, let no, me. no, 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 no. Text your, <coughs> text your answer to 049. Let me get my smug Listen, face Listen, Captain out. Interruption, I'm giving the texting number here. <laughs> 0491064669. That's 0491064669. You can text your guesses. But don't text and drive, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, have, my, I have my smug face out and happening now, so... Yeah, you can be smug, good. just don't give away extra clues. <laughs> all right, so uh, where are we up to with positively different news from around the world, Mon? Well, it's Monday morning, so you know there's going to be like just so much good Everything's been happening over the weekend that is positive and good. Yeah, yeah, collect it all up like little raindrops in a catchment. Um, this is a really cute story. I, I'm, so, I'm so into this, Lyle. Um, so hundreds of strangers have come together to grant a four-year-old cancer survivor's birthday wish. And guess what is... Guess what a four-year-old would wish of for his birthday, Lyle? Yeah, um, a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, monster trucks? I don't know. Actually, you're really close. You're really close. Well, there you go. I, I, I'd like monster trucks too, just saying. You're really going to like this story, Lyle. You're really, really going to like this story. If I get cancer, bring monster trucks. Yeah. So he wanted a hundred bumblebees. <laughs> What? That relates to monster trucks? <laughs> it does. So, do you know that you know that kids show Transformers? Uh-huh. There's a character on there called yes. Bumblebee, uh-huh. uh, which is basically this yellow car that transforms from a car into a robot. Yes. Um, and so, he's really into this, this this Bumblebee character. So, whenever he sees a yellow car on the street, he assumes it's the, it's the robot in disguise. Um, of course, as you do when yeah. you're four years old. Uh-huh. And um, his parents can't convince him otherwise. <laughs> um, his name is Whitaker Weinberger. Um, he's been fighting stage four neuroblastoma since he was just 13 months old. Um, and he's never actually had the chance to celebrate his birthday with other people. Um, but he's been stable for a year now and his parents wanted to make sure that this birthday was going to be just extra special. Um, you know, when they said, what do you want for birthday? He simply just answered that he wanted a hundred bumblebees. <laughs> I just thought, a hundred bumblebees. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like this kid. Um, and the parents were like, well, there's no way we can make that happen, right? 
And um, and so I thought, you know what? Let's just let's just give it a step on this social media thing. And so they actually put a call out on social media, just asking neighbors and friends to bring any kind of a yellow car. Uh, to their neighborhood, which is in Alexandria and Virginia, on the morning of Whitaker's birthday. Uh, so the, the Facebook read, does anyone have a yellow car or connections with yellow cab companies or is in media so we could share our story and see if it's possible to make this happen? I know this is a crazy idea, but man alive, we want to see Whitaker experience a miracle as big as he is. Um, and so her plea uh, <laughs> ended up creating a hive of swarming activity. And um, <laughs> before dawn on the big day, motorists travelled from as far as New York, uh, Washington, D.C. To West Virginia. Yeah. To, yep. And, That's a long way. And lined up on the road where the family uh, would walk to school that morning. And, uh, and when the doors opened, when the door opened, you know, he came out in the front yard. He, there was just yellow cars of all shapes and sizes. There was taxis, there's even a dump truck, there's Camaros, like all kinds of just amazing cars. I've got a picture here with a little video that I'll show you later. How cool is that? Did just- anybody bring the actual bumblebee? Dude, it doesn't exist. That's CGI. No, you, 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 no, the, 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 there is a prop somewhere, surely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a not CGI the, not, prop. Not the, not the, not the, uh, <coughs> not the robot. Right. But there is actually a car that's a prop. I'm sure. Well, listen to this. Um, so first of all, the, they called it the Yellow Rainbow, and it stretched for a full mile. So that's like a k and a k, one point two k's. And uh, and for the for the hundreds of neighbours who didn't have a yellow vehicle, they simply put on their brightest yellow clothing and came outside and chewed him as he walked to preschool, um, and, and created like a little little parade. Um, and then Paramount and Hasbro, the companies that made the film, they heard about the buzz on social media and they sent boxes filled with gift and goodies. Um, and they and even Jeremy Levy, who was the voice of the of the robot Bumblebee. Um, uh, reached out to Whitaker and sent him a birthday message in like the voice of Bumblebee. Isn't that so cute? That's cool. That's very cool. I like it when people do nice things for other people and and and, and you know go out of their way, make it make it super special. Yeah. So this he just had like the best birthday ever. So, he's, so how many how many Bumblebees did they have turn up? Do they know? They actually said there were so many they lost count. Right. They lost count. There's actually no number because they were just. They were just so excited they lost count. But I'd say that might be the biggest gathering of yellow cars anywhere in the world. But they reckon it might have been a few hundred. So yeah, I mean, how many cars can you fit in a one point like two? Yeah, because it's interesting. Stretch? Normally, normally when cars get together, there's there's a theme other than color. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, we just had the Tirana Fest uh, in uh, the Hunter Valley. Forty million dollars worth of Tiranas turned up yesterday in uh, in Maitland, which was pretty exciting. But that's a theme around a model of car. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is a theme around a colour. I've, I've never heard of that kind of a gathering. It's just like any, any vehicle of that colour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should create something like that. I'd almost be tempted to paint a car yellow. You're doing a painting class, Mon. <laughs> you want me to come over and paint your car? Uh, no, but you should, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should. So you need to learn to paint with Tupac. I keep with, saying this. I, and you can paint your car yellow. Tupac and you is could, dead. I keep saying that. Tupac is not dead. He is dead. He got shot in the 90s. <sighs> It was a huge deal. I'm sure you heard about it. Two-pack paint. You need to oh, learn to paint with two-pack paint. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's what you paint your car with. Okay, so it's not acrylic or watercolour. I can't paint it with watercolour. Uh, you, you can paint your car with acrylic, yeah. Uh, there is an acrylic paint that you can use to paint your car with. You've just got to buff it up nicely afterwards, yeah. I, you know, when I was a little girl, I used to think that um, cars were painted with nail polish. 
Right. Yeah, and I always wanted to paint them with my nail polish. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I did one time. I didn't get caught. Ooh, confession time now. And uh, how much of the car did you get painted? Uh, really not much. See, you do have experience in painting cars. You need to, you need to expand <laughs> on a, this, With mom. a tiny little nail polish That's right. brush. right. You need to yeah. expand on this. And, uh, yeah, and I've completely forgotten about that. Yeah, I remember doing it. I remember like <laughs> painting like just above the... So whereabouts are, you doing your, whereabouts are you doing your painting class at the moment? Here in Newcastle, in um, not Adamstown, New Lambton. Okay, is it like a TAFE or something? No, it's like an evening course at an art studio, Okay, art school. Yeah. They have evening courses at TAFE as well. Yeah. Where you can learn to paint a car. <laughs> well, I just want to let you, you know th- now. There is, there is so much satisfaction. I in just want to let you know now, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never got, don't even get your hopes up. It's, it's like, mm, uh, see, mm-mm. see, 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 that is true. That is a true art form. No. Yeah, I mean, no, it is. If I could, if I could be guaranteed a job with Chip Foose, maybe I'd do it. Okay. 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 Because like yeah. his that's level a, of art, a, his actually, level of artistry is amazing. That's that's a good call. If anybody yeah. doesn't know who Chip Foose is, um, Google is your Google friend. It. Yeah, absolutely, and enjoy, and you're welcome. <laughs> 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 uh, just a quick story, Lyle, to finish off. Turns out that despite living in the digital age, kids are still playing with their parents' favourite childhood toys. So some of them have never gone out of style and some of them continue to be uh, top sellers. Stuff like Mr. Potato Head and Play-Doh, they've stood the test of time. Uh, Games like Scrabble Monopoly, uh, Mousetrap, Game of Life, still up there. And I don't know why this is such a good news to me, but for some reason it is. It makes me feel a bit safer about the coming generation that they still want to play with Play-Doh. And they're not want to run around and kill each other on Fortnite. Yeah, that's it, it makes, a positive thing. It, yeah, it, most definitely. Um, I was just sitting here b- being super impressed right now that you actually know who Chip Foose is. Oh, you're welcome. My, my wife has met Chip Foose, had a bit of a conversation. She Are knows you all serious? The, yeah, she knows all the celebrities. I had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that, no, that's right. They I, talked about I, cars. That's right, because he liked her car. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sadie Jane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Yes, I, I do know who I was Chip talking about, is. I, I was talking about all of the celebrities that my wife has met the other day, and I forgot to mention Chip Foose. Who else has she met? Matthew McConaughey, Mel Gibson. Um, oh, no, she's seen Matthew Bill Clinton, McConaughey. Mel Gibson. Bill Clinton? Yep. Wow. Um, Liz Hurley. Wow. Yeah, she meets all the celebrities. Yeah, hang out with her more often. Oh, wait, yeah. I already do. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't worked for me yet. We've been friends for 10 years and I still haven't met any celebrities. You need to I get met her to Ernie introduce Dingo. you to some of your friends. Oh, and, yeah, okay, really? Yeah, Ernie Dingo. Yeah, yeah, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing a lot of makeup so much that it actually scared me. And oh, he was ready to shoot a show? He was shooting. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we've run out of time. Uh, but yeah, good to know that kids are still playing with teddy bears and... Uh, and with Transformers, actually, as well. Give us a call if you have a good news story. We would love to share it on the radio. We'll take you by the hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When you strayed from the fold and there's trouble in your soul, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is lost in sin and you're at your journey's end, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you, calling you, calling you, calling you, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you, He will take you by the hand, lead you to that promised land, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you. Can't you hear?
Was the lower lights calling you here on Faith FM? Mon, what on earth do you have on your plate? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> that is the most scary looking thing I've ever seen. That looks like an so alien. It's it an alien's head. This is, I bought this in Sydney. It is the biggest custard apple I have ever encountered in my life. It is literally the size of my head. It is so big. It looks like an alien. You just cut the head off an alien and plonked it on your plate. Well, I'm having alien head for breakfast. And you're now about to eat it. Would you like some? No, thanks. It's bound to be delicious. I'm very, very, very excited about this. This is going to be a mess. I'm also a little bit concerned because like, I didn't check how much it cost and I'm pretty sure she charged me like 28 bucks or something. (laughs) (laughs) $30 for a piece of fruit. This is better be good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Give us another clue there, Mon. What have we got? Who am I? Philip was my husband. Okay. Who was married to Philip and also caused John the Baptist to go to jail? If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. I didn't know this. Like when it says, I didn't realize Philip was the husband. Is Was this like Philip the... The Philip? That we no. Know? Okay, different Philip. I was going to say. Philip, the brother of Herod. Okay, right, 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 right. Way more yes. sense. Way more sense. Yep. I was like, surely Philip wouldn't. No. <clears throat> Not that Philip. Okay, good. Not Philip the disciple. Yeah, no. Okay, what's happening around the world? Here's an interesting story, Mon. Yes. Um, staying on the theme of positively different news, mm-hmm. um, uh, a man in uh, Coffs Harbour by the name of uh, Chris Ruby has come up with a unique unique way of uh, finding people to help out the homeless community in his area. Guess who he has recruited as his helpers? Uh, um, is it dogs? No. He has rec- recruited the homeless community. To help the homeless community. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, so there's a little bit of uh, backstory to this. I have to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to give you the backstory behind this. Um, <clears throat> they've obviously got some fires up in that region. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of people have been displaced because of the fires and have gone to the uh, evacuation centre, which is at the Dorigo Showgrounds. And uh, Chris Robbie 
works for the Salvation Army. He's a member of the Salvation Army, and so he was a part of um, looking after the, uh, the 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 refugees, I guess you might call them. They're mm-hmm. at the showgrounds. People have been uh, um, evacuated from their homes because of the fires, and he was in need of help. He's like, well, where am I going to find help? I need people to come and peel spuds. And he's like, you know what? I used to be, he, he was actually in, 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 in prison for a while, got out of prison, went and spent two years um, doing rehab at Adele House in Coffs Harbour. Okay. And Adele House is basically there to serve the needs of homeless men, uh, to get them you know, off the street, um, off of their addictions and back into society again. And so it's full of people like, you know, in, in that kind of a situation, you get some people that just come out of prison, you get some people that are homeless, you get some people on the verge of homelessness. Um, they're all really, you know, they're dealing with massive addictions and they're really, really struggling in their lives. And uh, and so that's what it's there for. He's like, you know what, I'm going to recruit these guys. Got and it. so he did. Mm-hmm. And so he's got them all up there now. They're peeling spuds, they are cooking food, they are doing, uh, you know, all kinds of, Work and so basically, and, and one of the things he does is 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 he he gets these men to do what he does when you know he meets with homeless people. You sit down, you have a conversation, get to know them, and find out what their needs are. This is going to be great for their own healing. Well, you th- yeah, you think yeah. about it because you know, and, and one of these guys is talking about you know I've gone, I've sat down next to this guy, and he's come out of the bush, and he lives a pretty rough life in the bush, and he had eight dogs, and. Uh, um, Okay, to just be honest, sit down. that does kind of sound like he's living the dream. Eight dogs? Wow. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> he's surrounded by love. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, living it rough in the bush, uh, you know, not, not homeless, but, you know, living rough in the bush, but just to sit down with him, have a conversation, find out what his needs are, help him out with his dogs, help him out with accommodation, all this kind of thing. And it's just been fantastic for these guys. It's been the best rehab they've ever had. It's been something that has uh, contributed to, uh, um, you know, their their self esteem. Yeah. Um, it's given them purpose. Um, it's given them a sense of accomplishment. So at the end of the day, rather than just having, you know, gone through the routine of the day at Adele House, they have actually been out there giving something back to the community and helping a part of a portion of the community that is not that dissimilar to where they were at some time ago. This is something that needs to be replicated. It does. Getting people who need help, <clears throat> excuse me, to provide help is excellent. Idea. And, and of course, the concept behind this is that there is no greater healing than giving. Mm. Um, and so, of course, yeah, he was, uh, um, this Chris Raby guy was um, severely short-staffed when uh, he came up with this brilliant idea and he's like, you know what, I spent time down in Adele House. Um, I was still, he still works there and contributes there. And uh yeah. And these guy gets these guys up there. They see another side of life, um, and they are confronted by serving homeless people, who are only you know suddenly homeless mm-hmm. and in a really desperate situation. And it just gives it's just been giving these guys a new perspective on life. So um, yeah, I think this is a fantastic idea. I think it needs to be replicated. We are facing a catastrophic bushfire season that has started two months earlier than what it should have done. This is going to be something that I predict will a, a, a situation that I predict will be repeated across, you know, large portions of Australia throughout the coming summer months. And so let's use this as an opportunity to help out uh, yeah. to help these guys out by getting them to help other people out. Yeah, there's any, any listeners who might be involved in this kind of social work that you know here's an idea for you when this bushfire season starts, you know, mobilize the troops. 
Yeah. And, of course, uh, bushfire season, we, ne- we all need to be aware of bushfire season and the drought that we are in right now. Uh, the, uh, the the lower Hunter region where uh, we come from has just been placed on uh, water restrictions, so that's no sprinklers, uh, no washing cars, no washing boats, no washing footpaths or driveways, and um, no drip irrigation between 10 and 4 p.m. with a few exceptions. Good to know. Yeah, so that's uh, that's all happening at the moment in our area. And if you are in an area that is not yet in water restrictions, it's definitely something to start thinking about and planning towards because we are predicted to have a very dry, hot summer. Okay, so big rally over the weekend in Sydney about the New South Wales abortion bill, which is due to go back to Parliament this week. Uh, Tony Abbott described it as... Infanticide on demand. Wow. Inflammatory words, Mon? Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's accurate. It, it, it is. I mean, that's calling it as it actually is. Uh, thousands have uh, attended this rally. There was a smaller uh, rally there in favour of the bill, uh, but it was pretty much drowned out uh, by this big one. Uh, Barnaby Joyce um, also attended and uh, made some interesting statements. Um. <clears throat> He described the bill as animal, animalistic, with no rights for unborn children, mm. uh, and that abortion is going to become the slavery debate of our time. And I think he's oh, right wow. on the money. Yeah, I think so I, too. I, I think that you know, future generations are going to look back in horror at what our generation did in relationship to killing unborn children. And how they couldn't just see the, the obvious answer, and that is, why do babies not have the right to live? Yes, and I do need to say this, and I need to say this every time that I address this subject, and that is because it's such a such a prevalent subject, and so many uh, women have been through this experience that it's confronting, and I know it is confronting, and I don't want to be insensitive to people who have had abortion, and if if this is a story that is is um, you know making you feel bad and or whatever, then you know give Lifeline a call. Uh, give us a call here on one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and we can put you in touch with people that can, you know, help you deal with that. Because I know that, you know, the research shows that women who go through an abortion really, really suffer um, uh, terribly. You know, long term as a result. Apparently, that it's not so much a short term thing, but a long term uh, thing. It, it well, apparently, the stats show that women who've had an abortion are at higher risk of all kinds of uh, mental issues than women who are addicted to drugs. Yes, yeah, true. Um, they have a higher suicide rate than uh, ice addicts. Mm-hmm. So it's something we need to be very, very sensitive of because I think that this is, you know, as Barnaby Joyce pointed out, we change the language so that we convince people that it is something other than what it is. Right. And so we talk about fetuses rather than people. We mm-hmm. talk about terminations rather than killing and try and sanitize, yeah. you know, what is actually taking place. Um, whereas this is, you know, the highest cause of death in the Western world, and in actual not not just the Western world, but large portions of the world, it's the highest cause of death, you know, for people under the age of what is it, forty or something or other. That's terrible. Um, and it, and, and as 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 Tony Abbott pointed out, it has created a license for sex selection abortion because it gives abortion on demand. Something we need to uh, be thinking about. Josh White. Come before your throne Just as I'm known I long to know you More and more 
hear you knock alone I'll open the store just to be by you And if I want love, I'll come to the cross And if I want life, I'll count this life lost Anchor my soul, don't let me drift away And if I want peace, I'll come to the King And if I want release, then you'll have to be Anchor of my soul, don't let me drift away Jesus, I will stay with you Yes, I will stay with you Now that I've begun I feel the rays of the sun Father, I'm a Let your love shine I lay my life down Down at your feet I am whole And if I want love I'll come to the cross If I want life I'll come this life this once-in-a-lifetime event as two of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413-122-348 now to book your seat. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. 
but there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for our guest interview. But before we get there, we have uh, another clue for our quiz. What have you got for us, Mon? Who am I? I had a grudge against John the Baptist. Okay. Grudge bearing. Not good. Who might that be? If you know who this person is that was married to Philip, has a grudge against John the Baptist, caused him to be arrested, then give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. Well, Mon. Yes. Our interview didn't turn up. He didn't. <clears throat> but Julian Archer just walked through the door. <laughs> I love people like this. I really do. <laughs> and we're Minute like, Julian, Men. Julian, jump on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> Minutemen, they're the best. Because Julian always has good stories to yep. tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Julian is a very busy person, works here in the same office um, on special projects. And so as soon as he walked through the door, i like, you know what? I know this guy has, uh, has been working on projects. Let's, um, let's drag him in and let's find out what uh, exciting projects have been happening. So, Julian, what has been happening in your, in your department these days? And thank you very much for doing like a two-minute notice. In <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's all good. good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, uh, lots of exciting stuff. We're, we're just, we've got things happening all over. All over the, this part of the world, you know, and we live in a beautiful part of the world. But hey, look, one of the things that we're doing um, g- actually gives me the opportunity to get out into the beautiful part of the world a bit. We have a thing called health retreats. Yes. And so, and they're not your normal health retreat where you drive for four hours from the city and you turn up at some place out in the bush and you, you spend a week there doing all sorts of health stuff. They're Eat healthy food, get a massage, yeah. relax. Which is fantastic. Look at nature. That's right. And, and that's really good for the soul. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's just fantastic. Amazing. So they're very similar to that, but they're called pop-up health retreats. Ooh. So there is no location. Like you don't, you don't say, okay, well, this is the address, go here, and that's where it's going to be next time as well. These can pop up anywhere. And so we promote them. We say, you know, in two months' time, we're going to be doing a one-week pop-up health retreat. For example, the last one was by the beach, uh, just south of Coffs Harbour. Oh, and, nice. And, yeah, yeah I, know, I know. It's tough. Nice. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we all hate you right now. <laughs> That's right. It's like, how did you get this job? <laughs> you get to go to health retreats and be pampered on the beach just south of Coffs Harbour. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and for a week, we do what you would then see as a traditional health retreat where the people do come and they eat well and they learn about physical and mental and spiritual healing and, and they just have a fantastic week and they go home revived, empowered and uh, and motivated to stick with it. Uh, and, you know, they, they, their blood pressure gets better. They're, they're, in one week. In one week, that's right, yeah. And it's incredible. You know, when we when we follow the laws of health that we've been given, it can change us really fast. Um, so you are seeing measurable differences in a week. Measurable differences in a week. That's I think right. we should remain skeptical, Lyle, until he invites us on one of these. Weeks. <laughs> I think. I think. I think what needs to happen here, Mon, <laughs> Faith is FM that broadcast. Faith FM needs to uh, document. Uh-huh. Document the next one I of these public health pig. <laughs> <laughs> Take my blood pressure. <laughs> you can be the guinea pig for the uh, blood pressure. I'll be the guinea pig for the massage. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Yeah, and so, so it's just a, it's a fantastic project. And it's part of a thing called Sozo, which is S-O-Z-O, and it's a Greek word. And the Greek word means uh, healing or salvation. But when it's talking about healing, it's holistic healing. And so that's physical healing, mental healing, healing spiritual healing. Um, and it actually comes 
from a story in the Bible where this lady has been sick for 12 years. Okay, She has tried everything. She's gone to all the doctors. She's spent all of her money. And not only has she not got better, but she's got worse. Mm-hmm. And so she's, she's basically all out of hope. And... She if you look is. at first century medical practices, <laughs> oh, it wasn't by the beach at Coffs Harbour, was it? <laughs> no, no, not, not quite, not quite. It's like a modern day nightmare. <laughs> That's right. And and so she hears that Jesus is coming past her her part of the, the world, and she's like, I've heard that this guy can heal people, and she's heard really legitimate accounts of Jesus healing people, and so she decides that if she could just touch him then she would be healed of her physical health problem that she That's has. That's a lot of faith. It's a lot of faith, yeah. And anyway, on the day that she goes to find Jesus, there's this massive crowd all packed around him, and she just can't get to him. And, and she squeezes her way through the whole, the whole crowd and finally gets to within arm's length of him, reaches out and <coughs> just touches his garment, and she's healed. And, and like straight away, she's physically healed. And there's a Greek word there. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it says that the, the healing that she got was eomiai or something like that, okay? okay. Mm. And so, and that's physical we healing. Need, we need our Greek listeners to uh, to call in now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Help, help Julian out. He needs some help. He yeah. needs some help. I apologize for all the Greek <laughs> listeners. <laughs> anyway, and so she gets this physical healing. Uh, but Jesus realizes that he's just healed somebody. Even though there was no real communication between the two of them, he feels that power has gone out from him. And so he, he turns to her, turn, well, turns around and says, hey, who touched me? And this lady comes forward and she, she admits, hey, look, I've been sick for 12 years. I just wanted some healing and uh, you healed me. And Jesus says to her, sister, go in peace, or daughter, he says. He says, daughter, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. But the word for well there in the Greek is sozo. Oh. Yeah. And so she came for physical healing, this iomiai or however it's pronounced, but he gave her sozo, which is physical, mental, and spiritual healing. And, he, and so she went not just healed, but she went in peace. And that's, that's what we're aiming for with these uh, health retreats. It's not just about physical healing, although, you know, we've got doctors and naturopaths and massage therapists and sh- chefs and, and all the rest there to, to make sure that the physical healing occurs. But we want people to go whole. We want them to go home with so-so. I'm just thinking of that story in the Bible. I think the, the, uh, the old school translation says your faith has made you whole. Whole, that's right. That's and I'm, al- I'm almost thinking that that might, you know, while, while that doesn't have the same relevance today to what it used to um, in, in that usage, but it's probably actually a more accurate translation of the word sozo mm. because she's been healed mentally, physically, spiritually, completely, totally, and she goes in peace. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, all been, it's all come together right there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. When you talk about um, <clears throat> mental, physical, and spiritual health, um, is how, how important is the spiritual aspect of health to, to healing? Yeah, look, really, I mean, really. I mean, there's, our body is a physical thing. Yeah, we can obviously heal it physically without spirituality. Yeah, what role does spirituality play there? Yeah, look, a big role. And it's interesting that the further we get through history, and we were talking about the doctors of the first century before. I was just listening to someone a couple of days ago, and they were saying that. Just 200 years ago, yeah, it would have been about, no, 250 years ago, um, in America, if you wanted to be a doctor, all you had to say was that, I'm a doctor. And people would, <laughs> yeah, and people would come to you 
and, and, and ask for your medical help because you were a self-appointed doctor, okay? So in, let, let's start there, 250 years ago. When we come forward a bit, medicine has, has been about the physical, 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 okay? That's, we want to be physically healed, and that's what it's been for a couple of centuries. But just in the last 50 years, there's, we're learning a whole lot about the relationship between mental health and physical health. And just a classic example, if you want your cholesterol to go up, that's a physical health thing, just get really stressed in life and your cholesterol will go up. And that's mental health. So there's your mental health, your stress levels affecting your physical health. And now what they're finding as they have the ability to put you know, probes on people's brains and, and all these ways that they can study people uh, very accurately these days, they're actually finding that those who have uh, spiritual health also have better physical health and mental health. And they're finding that if your physical health goes down, then your mental health can go down and your spiritual health can go down. And when they're, they're all sort of interrelated. One, one affects the other. And if your mental health is up, well, then your physical and spiritual health can be up too. And it's a, we're finding that we as humans are not just flesh and bones, but we're actually physical, mental, and spiritual and it's the relationship between those three that brings that wholeness, that sozo health, and and that's what we're we're bringing to people. And uh, look, it's it's just so exciting when you when you have these people come in for a week, uh, and on the first couple of days you see them feeling better physically. You know, oh, I can breathe better. And and at the beginning they can hardly walk on a walk through the bush, a beautiful walk down to the beach or whatever. But by Wednesday they're just loving it and they're they're into it. You see that physical, and then. As, as the physical picks up, you see their mental pick up. They're like, I, I, I'm actually healthier and stronger now, and I, I feel really good about that. And then towards the end of the week, you see their, their spiritual health opening up, and, and they're starting to ask questions about, well, hey, how does my spirituality affect my physicality and my mentality as well? And uh, it's just a, yeah, it's a beautiful process. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, when they've done the research into the connection between uh, physical... Uh, mental and spiritual, when they've researched the spiritual aspect, do researchers um, focus in on one form of spirituality being more effective than another, or are they just looking at spirituality in people's lives? Look, I, I, in the research, a lot of it depends on the, what would you say, the the ideology uh, or, or the belief systems of the researchers. Sure. Uh, and so you you will find people doing research on different types of spirituality. Uh, if they come from a Christian background, then they're going to be researching according to Christian spirituality. If they come from a, another background, they'll be, uh, whether it be um, through yoga or Hinduism or something like that, then they're going to be researching from that point of view. Uh, so the, the research covers a whole lot of different areas. Um, the, the, the Christian uh, side of the research that we see, and, and of course a lot of it, I should also say, a lot of it is just secular. It, it, it doesn't, yeah, you know, I understand. It, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking of a secular person, they're just going to um, do the whole broad sweep across all religions and find out, okay, are religious people healthier than non-religious people? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and that was why I was curious, have, have they actually done a differentiation between uh, Buddhists more healthy than, than Hindus or Muslims or Christians or Jews, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, there, there, there's an interesting study. Uh, well, it's, it's multiple studies now, but around what's called the blue zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may have had people on here talking about the blue zones. I don't know, but a guy called Dan Butner uh, did these studies all over the world. He was actually just looking at longevity. He wanted to go and visit the places in the world where people live for more than a hundred years. So he went to Okinawa in Japan and Sardinia over in the Mediterranean. 
Um, and he also went to uh, Loma Linda area in California where there's a fairly high concentration of Seventh-day Adventists. Mm-hmm. Um, because they just happen to be, those three areas happen to be the place where most people live over 100. Uh, but the one thing, he, he found a whole lot of things about their physical health, their mental health. But the thing I think that he came across that he wasn't really expecting to find was the spirituality of those people and how that spirituality actually gave them uh, better physical and mental health, which allowed them to live longer as well. So we, again, we see that link coming back in. And, and out of his, well, I guess you would say anecdotal studies, came a whole lot of medical research as well uh, and psychological research and, and stuff to, to identify this relationship between spirituality and, and physicality or lo- longevity in his case. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, the, um, these health retreats that you've been involved in, Julian, uh, how, often, how often do you, uh, and I think you're working with uh, Camilla Scaff, um, how often do these pop-up health retreats take place? Oh, not often enough. <laughs> such a good hey, idea. You know, you, you know, Julian. I do have to say this: the Hunter Valley is a very nice place. <laughs> There's nice locations out there. Don't that's listen right. to him. Don't Vineyards and olive groves. You know about yeah, olives. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Background is in olives. I love the idea because I don't know if you know, but I used to work at a health retreat for two and a half years in, ah. a, in a you know set location. I could just imagine a pop up health retreat would be such a great idea because it'd be so. Accessible. Like, yeah, and much less expensive to run. And, you know, can you imagine having to, like, buy a location and then build yeah. it up and stuff? But we could do a pop-up. You could you could treat Just so many more you. people. You could go out to where they are instead of having to, you know, have them come out to the middle of nowhere. I think it's great. I don't know why we never thought about it before. Yeah. Have, have you got some more of these planned? We do. We do. The next one's in November. Oh, uh, how can we get there? Um, well, you know, it's, it's who you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Producer Shell, can you just lock the door? We're going to hold this guy to <laughs> ransom here. <laughs> Not let him out until he's, uh, he's got his booked in. <laughs> so, so basically the way that it works, we take 12 people at a time. And uh, the next one is going to be up near Coffs Harbour again. We're, we're sort of in the, in the trialling stage of them. So we're using people who have experience in health retreats, uh, a bit like Mon. But Cam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're, we're running them in different locations. So, yeah, near Coffs Harbour for the next one. We're looking at doing another one in about February up north somewhere. It could be somewhere between, I don't know, Byron Bay and Kingscliff, somewhere up in the north. Mm. We're looking at doing another one out yeah, west. Byron Bay is like my favourite place in australia okay (laughs) (laughs) mine too (laughs) Uh, another one out west maybe armadale tamworth somewhere out that way another one down on the central coast sort of maybe gosford area uh so we're just rolling them out uh getting the systems all all happening right Uh, because it it is different uh between doing it in a fixed retreat and a um just in a normal, sorry, in a, in a pop-up sort of situation. Is there a contact, like a, a website or an email or a phone number that you can give for people who are listening who are interested? Yeah, look, over the top of my head, I think it's uh, Sozo Health, so S-O-Z-O Health.com.au. Uh, if that doesn't bring it up, just Google Sozo Health. Um, something like yeah, that. It'll, it'll come up. It'll, it'll be there. It'll pop up. Yeah. And, and uh, if all else fails, you know what our number is. We can put you in touch. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, it's it's grown out of this too because we have these pop-up health retreats. We're also putting in a Sozo eatery, uh, so a, a very healthy eating place, like a cafe uh, at a medical center that's being built in Cardiff. So that's uh, in sort of southern Newcastle. 
Uh, so Sozo will be on that as well. Uh, and then we're also doing Sozo Education, which is about seminars and health programs uh, for people to, be, to learn how to be healthy. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us here. This is uh, the City Harmonic with, with A City on the Hill. Blessed are the meek with the will to your feet Blessed when it's righteousness that you seek is beautiful Beautiful like a city on a hill to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. 
but there's a program called Forgive to Live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Stand by me. 